Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 115. Welcome back, Adamant Maniacs. I'm your host, Adam R. Harrison, here today with my co-host, Kona the Podcast Dog. Thank you for tuning in today. We have a very fun episode ahead for you. We've got the band Saliva here on the podcast today, who is a band that I've always had tons of fun with. And Saliva may have actually been the very first band I ever heard live. So that story is in the podcast. I hope you'll tune in to hear it. So I had this chat with Bobby Amaru, who is the current lead singer of Saliva. He took over for Josie Scott in 2011. And Saliva are releasing an EP called Every 20 Years this Friday, May 7th. And this is a really cool EP because it's a anniversary release where the band re-recorded, did some modern recordings of some of their classic songs from that breakthrough album, Every Six Seconds, that came out in 2001. And so many of these songs have so much nostalgia for me. That album came out when I was in high school, and they were like the the definition of a hard rock band at that time, kind of like a drowning pool uh, or puddle of mud. And so it's been really cool to hear some of these songs reimagined and to chat about them with Bobby, who it obviously means a lot to him as he's been performing these songs for like the last 10 years. Saliva were also very heavily involved with the WWE around that like 2000 to 2005 era. And, you know, if you've listened to this podcast enough or you know me, you know I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. So it's cool to speak with Bobby about that as well. But quick little sidetrack on the topic. So I know I mentioned two episodes ago, uh, which was right before WrestleMania weekend, that we were going to discuss WrestleMania in the next episode. But then just how the scheduling worked out, there actually wasn't an episode the next week. And then I just thought it better to wait until this episode with saliva made more sense to talk about in this intro than the previous episode. So even though it's about a month out now and not quite as relevant anymore and the excitement's a little bit gone, I still want to talk about it. So if you're listening to saliva episode, chances are you could be a wrestling fan like myself who watched wrestlemania i thought it was a very good wrestlemania to be honest first of all it was so great to see and hear fans in the stadium again half the fun of watching wrestling is hearing the fans and it was maybe a little more digestible over two nights rather than just having one like super long seven hour event I thought most of the matches were were great. The two main title matches, I thought both lived up to expectation. That was Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre on the first night, and then Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan on the second night. I thought both matches were fantastic. I'm excited to see where some of the storylines go, especially the one with The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Alexa Bliss. And I think the most surprising thing to me was normally I find the celebrity appearances in WrestleMania is really cheesy and really forced. But this WrestleMania, I thought they were so much fun. Uh, I mean, for one, it was awesome to see Logan Paul eat a stunner from Kevin Owens. And then, of course, I, like everyone else, was incredibly surprised by Bad Bunny, the rapper reggaeton artist who had a match. A tag team match with Damian Priest against The Miz and John Morrison. And usually when celebrities are involved in matches, they have, you know, like one move at the end of the match. But Bad Bunny legitimately wrestled a full match. And, you know, granted, he had The Miz and John Morrison to work with, who are fantastic entertainers. But he really held his own. And it seems to be unanimous, even from wrestlers in the business, that it was like probably the best celebrity appearance they've ever had. So shout out and respect to Bad Bunny. 
And so that's all. Just wanted to do a quick recap on my thoughts on the event. I thought it was a great night. If you watched it, you watched it. And really, more than anything, it just got me excited for the hope of live wrestling again because really there is nothing like the energy of that live crowd in that space. But at the moment, getting back to today's episode with Saliva, Bobby and I had a chat over Zoom since we're still in our virtual series episodes for the time being. So one quick heads up, uh, when I was speaking to Bobby, he was on his tour bus. They were actually doing a live show that night in an outdoor place, which I was pretty surprised about. If you're listening to this in the future, it was during the pandemic. So I was surprised he was performing for people, but he was on his tour bus and they were in the middle of nowhere, somewhere in Kansas. And so his Wi-Fi was a little bit wonky. So there's a couple moments where his voice goes robotic for a couple seconds. So just a, a quick heads up. Also, a bit of a funny story, I had logged into the Zoom meeting first, and I was waiting for Bobby to to join, and while I was waiting, my vet called. So I had taken Kona here to the vet because uh, she wasn't feeling good the night before. She had a bit of an upset stomach. And so I was on the phone worrying that Bobby was going to log into the Zoom meeting right while I was in the middle of talking to the vet about Kona's diarrhea. But lucky enough for me, I was able (laughs) to wrap that phone call quick enough. And Bobby logged in like literally like 30 seconds later. <laughs> so before we jump into the episode, we're going to quickly do the Adamantium Recommend segment. So if you're new to the band and maybe hearing Saliva for the first time, or you just want to compare favorites with me, here are my five favorite songs by Saliva. And they're actually all going to come from two albums back in that 2001-2002 era. So starting with that Every Six Seconds album, I think every Saliva playlist includes these three songs. So that's the song Superstar, the song Click Click Boom, and the song Your Disease. And then going to their next album, which was called Back Into Your System, I recommend the song Always, which is also definitely on every Saliva playlist. And then last, I'm going to recommend the song Rest in Pieces. And that's it. And if you are listening to the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, first of all, thank you so much for tuning in. We love having you and we would love to have you back. Please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you are listening to. And of course, you can also follow the Adamantium on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Or you can usually find us just by searching the Adamantium podcast. And with all that out of the way, let's get into today's episode, which is episode 115 of the Adamantium podcast featuring Bobby Amaru of Saliva. I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I did. Have a wicked rest of your week, everyone, and we will be back with a new episode very, very soon. Hey, what's up? Hey, Bobby. How you doing, man? Good, man. I hope you can hear me, man. We're in the middle of nowhere, and my <laughs> uh, my phone is like, I was like, let me let me just try and see if this will work. No, I can hear you just fine. We're all good. Cool. Great, man. Well, thank you for taking some time to chill today. Okay, yeah, man. No worries. Yeah, where where are you guys? Where's the where is the middle of nowhere? <laughs> We're in a place called Knobnoster, Missouri. Awesome. <laughs> which is about 70 miles east of Kansas City. Okay. Got what what's going on in in Knob Monster? We're playing a show uh okay. like a like a 420 event that they have. Okay. Um, in front I of people? To, what's up? In front of people? Yeah. 
That's amazing. Yeah, it's like outdoor. I mean, Is I don't it? really know. You know, I, I'm not sure about the cap and what they've done. It's I mean, it's right, outdoor right. deal. Or a drive-in or some some sort. Or, or? Yeah, so we showed up and it's like snowing outside. <laughs> some I actually saw someone from Kansas post a photo. That's so funny you said that. Posted today that there is snow. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of like a freak occurrence because it doesn't happen uh, right. in April. You know, yeah, middle April. So we're I mean we're headed into May here. It is snowing here, so it's kind of kind of weird. I don't think anyone expected that. So we were we weren't sure if the show was going to happen, and they're, they're trying to figure it out with heaters because it's outdoors. It's an outdoor yeah. deal, so. Uh, we'll see wow well i um it's so that's funny you say that because i'm in toronto so normally we still have some snow this time of year but we've actually just had like finished having a heat wave in toronto right i, I live like in the florida computer. so it's always like yeah yeah we didn't, even, we didn't even really have a winter you know yeah. last year but man that's awesome because we're we're doing really poorly as far as uh the pandemic here in ontario right now so we're like nowhere close to even having live performances again. So that's amazing that, that you guys are able to get out and do that. I had seen where there's bands that are play, that are coming there though, that in the summer and stuff, like, is there, is there like, there's like play, they're planning ahead for that, right? Yeah, they, they have been playing. I've been seeing some dates for like September, October, but I'm thinking yeah. even this, we've got like drive-in shows planned, like starting in May. Um, but we actually just went into another lockdown. So I think those May ones are probably going to get pushed out. So, oh, wow. Yeah, no, we're, I think here in, I'm in Ontario and they say, I think Ontario is one of the worst places in North America right now. So that's crazy. But let's, uh, I mean, let's talk about the music. Tell me about, uh, you know, every 20 years is a pretty exciting project to be, to be working on right now. You know, I heard about every 20 years happening and uh, saliva were a big part of my uh, youthful years anyways. And I remember that album coming out uh, every six yeah. seconds. So tell me what it's what it's been like working on recreating some of that, especially as you as someone who has been in this band now for 10 years, has recreate re-recording these songs kind of always been a bucket list item for you? Um, no, I think. You know, we were we were trying to decide what we could do in the 20th anniversary year. You know, a lot a lot of bands will do things to celebrate. They'll go out and do a tour. They'll go out and do certain things like that. And then it, you know, for us with the pandemic, kind of slowed a lot of that stuff down. But we still wanted to celebrate the 20th year. You know, um, and that was essentially. Um, the thought of it was let's do uh let's re-record some of the stuff from the first second let's not do the whole thing but let's just do some of like the crowd favorites and and uh you know let's do just something that we can release um and we haven't released anything in a while it was like we already had a new record done we have a covers record done like uh, and all and we're like trying to decide what to do it's like well let's do an EP. Let's do something that the band hasn't done. Let's re-record some of the songs. Do it. Um, you'd get some backlashes and things like that as well. But it was, you know, we weren't trying to 
capitalize on anything like money or any of that stuff. Mm. It was like, let's just release it on vinyl and cassette and like do something cool. You know, we're basically collectors items and, and just, um, let's have fun with it. And, you know, that's all it was about really for us. It wasn't about any of the other political stuff. So, Mm -hmm. but for what about for you personally, how did it feel? I mean, you've been attached to these songs for the last almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, did it feel kind of, so to to answer that question, I would say, um, yeah. So those songs, singing those songs, you know, night after night for 10 years have become, you know, uh, essential part of my life. You know, um, and I would say that in in bringing my uh, fire to them and my just, you know, spin to them a little bit that uh, it it was cool because people would I would have, you know, fans that would come up and say things like, oh, man, I'd love to hear uh, the songs with your voice on them. And especially when we went to Europe, like we went to like Europe and stuff like. those fans are like die hard, man, from like mm-hmm. day one. And 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 they would say, I heard that a lot over there. Like they're in like Australia and some of the other countries and stuff. I think they're some of the other countries seem to be a little more like, you know, into things like that. And, you know, nothing against like, you know, like America, but it just seems like people will shit talk anything or shit, right. you know, shit on anything. That's it's just it's different, you know, over there. So very cool, man. Um, I mean, thinking about for me, thinking about click, click, boom in specific, like that, that song to me became synonymous with saliva. And it's one of those songs that kind of takes me back to a time, you know, a timestamp of, of my life. But at the same time, it's a song that kind of stands the test of time. Like that song is still on my pump up playlist 20 years later. Um, what does that song kind of mean to you? And, and what did you kind of do to, uh, you know, change it up? I, I've heard the new version and it is a little bit different from the original. What did yeah. you kind of change it up? Well, I think what makes it different is um, really vocally on all this stuff. You know, the vocals are, you know, I'm not Josie Scott. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, um, I'm not, I wasn't trying to be you know, never trying to be, you know, I'm, I'm good there, but I would say it's no like disrespect to the legacy of what those, those five guys did on that first record. There's magic on that record. And a lot of that goes to Bob Marlette too, because if you really think about songs like your disease and songs like click, click, boom, and those, those songs, if you heard what they sounded like before Bob got involved, they're like way different, man. I mean, he kind of took the songs to like another level and, you know, we're releasing a documentary, a 20 minute documentary, um, April 30th. And it kind of goes from the beginning and he's in the documentary talking about it. And, and, you know, you'll see like a a lot of that and how those songs like became, you know, um, you know what they were. And, um, I would say that a song like click, click, boom, um, that's a big reason why the band still exists today. I mean, that's, Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the the bar was set, you know, pretty high there. And it's like, all right, you know, they made some other good records, too. You know, they had like Back in Your System, Not Always on it. Uh, you know, then, you know, Ladies and Gentlemen, some of those songs and had a lot of, uh, you know, um, notoriety from like wrestling. Like, you know, WWE was a big deal for the band. Um, the sports stuff, you know, I'll go to like, uh, you know, football games. I'll go to like Saints games every year and like, 
do they play click click boom in that in the superdome like yeah. it's on the third down stop so anytime the saints defense gets a stop click click boom comes on it's like really? 20 awesome. times in, in yeah. the game you know what i mean so so stuff like that is it, it shows you like man a song can really last a long time in fact it's been around 20 years and still going that's just it's pretty incredible yeah i'm happy to be a part of it you know, i'm happy to be a part of of the of the legacy that that is saliva so it's, it's great yeah tell me a little bit about your kind of personal experience joining the band i mean i'm sure you've been asked a hundred times this but as someone come as an artist coming into an established band that had hits and had fans how did you navigate that territory um it's never easy i i think you know how i was you know i was a drummer and mm-hmm. and i played guitar and piano and then singing kind of came last but apparently they heard some of my stuff um through a mutual uh he used to run lights for them and he ran lights for like a lot of big bands like the biscuit godsmack and mm-hmm. and stuff and he had a he had just reached out to me randomly one night and said, Hey, saliva is going to give you a, or Paul from saliva or something. I gave him your number. He heard some of your stuff and um, they, they're going to hit you up about uh, playing with them. But I didn't know that it was like for like a vocal gig. I thought they were going to hit me up about playing drums. Wow! Because the, my 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 friend, that's the lighting guy. He's a he's also a drummer too, you know. So I just assumed that it was like a drumming gig, and um, I wish I would not have been interested in, you know. And, yeah. And um, so he, and then Paul hits me up. And he's like, "Hey, it's Paul from Saliva. Would you be interested in singing for us?" And that's really how it all started, man. Yeah. So there was really no audition or anything like that. They they all came to Jacksonville, and we recorded like three songs, and we all was like i i guess this kind of works but you know there there was there was definitely some um some some bumps in the road man you know getting your feet wet you know going out and touring and i would say touring has has built my voice uh made my voice stronger and and done you know things that you know i learned a lot about my voice and learned a lot about performing and and stuff and um i would say from then to now it's like, you know, night and day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but coming to the band was, uh, it, it was interesting at first because like anything else, I mean, nobody knows if it's going to work or not, you know, and a lot of times it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, and you get the very, very few times that it does. And I think that a lot of it has to do with these guys and, and their point of their career too. Um, they Happiness plays a big factor. I think the first decade, no offense to, you know, former members or whatever, but um, there was a lot of unhappiness and a lot of drama, a ton of drama that a lot of people don't realize when you're a fan. It's like when people just say, like, use Skid Row, for example, mm-hmm. like, oh, man, you're nothing without Sebastian Bach. You're nothing without Sebastian Bach. Get him back or you're, or you're nothing. But it's like, maybe there's a reason why they, you know what I mean? Do you sacrifice your happiness? Do you sacrifice things going back to the way they were about one individual just, you know, making it all about themselves mm-hmm. and not a band. Right. And, and I think that, you know, the first 10 years was probably a lot of just a lot of that. I've heard the stories and, and, and all that shit. Then, then this, these 10 years, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's 
not perfect. You know, we've got, we've all got our, you know, our baggage and our stuff, but we're able to actually, it's manageable. You know, we're able to like address it. And I think we're all at a point now where we have a business, we have a good business model and like, um, we're able to, uh, just have fun doing it, man. And it's not like there's no baggage involved, you know? That's huge. So you, you mentioned, you mentioned the documentary, um, already, what kind of, what kind of, what else other, you mentioned it briefly, but what other kind of things will the fans kind of get to experience or learn from that documentary? Um, I mean, you, you know, you have your, your intro where it starts and it kind of just goes into stories about how the band, you know, um, you know, got, uh, you know, started and then it's quickly into the every six seconds of the making of that record. That's what we're kind of basing it around. On, and yeah. then, you know, yeah. So there's about 10 minutes of that. And then, you know, the other 10 minutes is like, you know, where it starts with, you know, how I got in and, um, you know, just where we, where we are now, you know, current and, and, you know, that whole thing, but it, it covers a lot of, I mean, once you see it, it like, you, you know, I think it'll put a lot of things to bed, you know, a lot of things to rest on what people think, you know, cause I think a lot of people still believe that, um, the guy is coming back and, and, uh, you know, and I, I hope he does, you know, um, as far as like, you know, outperforming, you know, a solo artist, you know, I mean, he should do that. You know, if, if, if you know, he has a fan base, you know, people want to see him play too. He should be out there touring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if, if anything, I mean, there's so many guys that do it, you know, that aren't with their former bands. And I just don't think that I don't see it happening with saliva, mm-hmm. you know, but I, as a solo artist, I think that, um, you know, it, that, I mean, you never know. I mean, that's up to him. Mm-hmm, of course. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned, yeah, I know. I saw that you guys had done a live stream event. I was going to ask, but I, I, like I said, I didn't realize that you were actually able to out and tour right now. So just tell me some of the songs you're, you're really excited to get out and play in front of some people right now. Well, I'll, I'll clarify. We're not really touring. I mean, we're right, just right. But like, you're actually, sorry, you're, you're playing games. a couple of gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Some stuff here and there. But to most people I talk to, they're like, when I eventually get to play in front of people yeah. like six months yeah. to a year from now. So tell me about, say, tonight, what you're super excited to play. Well, hopefully they get some heaters on the stage. And then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really cold, man. So, um, you know. Don't tell, our, someone our set, from, don't tell someone from Canada that, man. <laughs> yeah. And see, I live in Florida, so it's kind of yeah. like man you guys got it easy <laughs> but but yeah we um we play all the stuff man we play all the all the you know the big hits from the band and you know we're um we've incorporated um some more material from the every six seconds record to celebrate yeah. that so so we've been doing um like all the songs that's coming on the ep and then uh you know making sure that we do all the hits we're you know, we're not doing the whole entirety thing. Yeah. Right. Um, we've, we've talked about it. We thought about it. Um, I think it just, I don't know. I mean, I won't, I won't say that we may not do it later in the year, mm-hmm. but, um, for right now, we're just kind of, you know, getting back into this and getting our feet yeah. wet a little bit on, on the, sh- a, the show side. Cause sometimes too, doing the entirety thing. Yeah. 
It is. No, it is. Because then, you know, you end up playing click, click, boom first, and then everybody leaves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The, my worst entirety story was the first time I ever saw Iron Maiden, they played like a new album in its entirety. And it was the first time oh, I saw Iron Maiden. That would, I was like, come that on. Would, like, you know, you and know, by the time. That would literally upset me. It was so upsetting. Upset it was, me, you know, yeah, it was like by the the time they finished that album, they had time enough for like three songs. And it was when, like and when bands when bands do that, and like bands that have had 25 records in their career, yeah, and they're like, Yeah, we're gonna play a new record in its entirety. Yeah. It's like, man, in in, a, in the in this day and age where nobody sells records. Yeah. But I mean, hey, Iron Maiden is still it was still a it, it was still a great show. You know, I, I saw them a few years ago, West Palm. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I went they're, to that tour. Great, great I've band. Been about five times since then, and every time has been amazing. But I just remember that first time. I'm like, are you kidding me? My first Iron Maiden show, and they're playing I, I can't remember which album it was, but <laughs> So what is your favorite maiden record? Oh, I mean it it's still gotta be Number of the Beast. Right? Yeah. Number yeah, I like power. I like power. I do slave. like power slave as well. And uh, actually, to be honest, I'm a big fan of uh, Brave New World, which came much later. Yeah, that that was with the other guy, wasn't it? No, no, it was with Bruce. It was his the first album back. Oh, that was the one with back with Bruce. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was based right. on 1984 or whatever, right? And yeah. I love yeah. that album. And they they do like 90s tours as well. Um, so that's probably my second, but number of the beast is still like, it's, it's hard to top number of the beast. I think. Yeah. I, I, I felt like power slave that the songwriting got really, really yeah. good, man. You know power what I mean? Number of the beast is great too, though. Yeah. So like the first, so the first time I saw Iron Maiden, they didn't play number of the beast. They didn't play run to the Hills. They didn't play, uh, yeah, all those, all those songs. I was like, uh, <laughs> But then the next time I saw them, it was like a greatest hits tour. And it was, it was all good. That's cool. So actually cool. funny, funny story is that I was trying to, you know, I was trying, I was thinking back about saliva because I've actually never seen saliva. Well, I have seen saliva live. So that's, I've never been to a saliva concert, but you kind of mentioned it already. When I was 13, me and my best buddy went to WrestleMania 18 here in Toronto and saliva opened the show with superstar. Yeah, I think Saliva were the very first band I ever heard perform. Dude, like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And that's cool. There, I've heard stories like that where the band, nobody, you know, there are people that only know the band through wrestling. You yeah. know what I mean? Which well, is great. The funny thing is, too, I literally only figured that out while I was prepping for this interview. I was like, that was before the very first concert I went to, which was like Lincoln Park and POD two years later. I was 13 years old and Saliva were like the first rock band I'd ever seen in front of like that's, an audience of 80,000 or whatever it that's was. That's so awesome, dude. Yeah, Wayne, I'm sure Wayne and Paul's got good stories about that too. Oh, they, sure I mean, they would that. always talk about about the WrestleMania stuff and mm -hmm. the, you know WWE man they they love saliva dude so it's yes. cool so that was kind of my my last question because I know you got to you got to get going there I actually saw recently that there I mean you guys were like saliva were so synonymous with WWE for many years 
between the events and I think they even did the theme music for Dave Batista and uh, I walk alone. Yeah. I walk alone. Yeah. And uh, recently Austin Creed, who is, is a very vocal and online presence for WWE um, his stage name being Xavier Woods. He, he sent out a tweet saying saliva should be inducted into the WWE hall of fame. So I was curious on yeah. your guys thoughts about that and and if there was ever talks about doing more with wwe in the future we sent him a uh we sent him an instagram uh tag of that and and said like hey man let's uh we need to get that guy to like come play some some uh some rock with us you know i mean i know you like play space and stuff too and and uh, you know, wrestler, you know, athlete and stuff. Anyway, and he's very, he, he's good. He's fun to watch. Yeah. He's a huge game. Um, to do stuff for WWE and, and you know where I live in Jacksonville. It's funny. Everything. And that's where the AEW stuff is being, is all being filmed. Right. Time. right. Yeah. So the whole wrestling you know, world takes place in Florida right now. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, because even yeah. WWE completely takes You're in Tampa, right? Down south. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that would be pretty cool. Actually, I have a I have a, a house in Tampa where it's like split between my my family. So I would like to get down there before the end of the year. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, man, our our, our paths will cross either on tour or again, and we can do uh, we can do another one of these interviews in person next time. Yeah, man, we we got we have to get to uh, Canada, man. It's been too long. And, yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's strange because I know we had an agent, um, a couple agents ago, and was like, "Hey, do you guys want to play Canada?" And we were like, "Yeah," and then that's all I ever heard. <laughs> I ever heard anything else? Which is typically how it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, you guys want to go to Japan? Yeah, never happens. Yeah. <laughs> We well, did go to Australia. We did some other cool stuff, but like the Australia was great. Um, that was one that came true, but yeah. Canada still has not come true yet. Which is Canada, which is so uh, funny, man. Like considering we're that you know, close, Jones going to get back. Yeah, especially since we're that we're close, close. Like, we're we're really close to New York City. Like yeah, we're, that far. But uh, I remember I did it. Yeah, uh, before the pandemic happened, I had shine down on the podcast and i was at their gig in person and i was like what gives man you guys haven't been here in like six seven years and same thing they're like it's just it's not like we didn't want to be it's just for some reason it doesn't yeah yeah which seems kind our, of so our bass player our bass player brad used to be in shine down he was yeah, yeah. he was on the first two record yeah yeah uh, brad stewart he's great man he's he's been you know in the documentary it's funny too because i'll, I'll leak this out Brad's been involved in like four, you know, well-known bands. You know, he was involved with Puddle of Mud in the beginning because he, mm-hmm. he co-wrote the Control song. And, um, you know, he was like auditioning, playing bass and stuff. And then then he got with Shinedown. He was with Shinedown, you know, for like four or five years. And then um, then he, you know, got in uh, Fuel. And he was with Fuel for like yeah. five years. And he's been with Saliva for like five years. So he's kind of like the... The, the rock and roll. Uh, I was gonna say, know, he's base get, extraordinaire. He's foot in every door of every great hard rock band. <laughs> but he's, he's such a great dude, man. That that's that's what it is, and that, a lot of that, you know, 
is, is kind of where we are now is can you like live on the road with someone? Can you live on the road with the person? And, you know, all these dudes, we've all known each other for, you know, I've known Paul Wayne now, you know, 10 years. I've known Brad longer. I've known Brad, you know, because he, he lives in Jacksonville too. And I've known Brad for a long time. So it's just cool to, to, you know, keep it, keep it all like in the family, keep it close. So very cool, man. Very cool. Well, I would love to see you guys on tour soon. Like I said, I'd love to do this in person next time and uh, all the best tonight and all the best with the EP. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Go and kill it tonight. All right, bud. Take care. Take care, man. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.